0: All right, you beautiful people, it is Tuesday, December 15th, another edition of the High Five series. This is going to be going out on YouTube, on all podcast platforms. Remember, once per week on Thursdays, we have our full episodes, so thank you in advance for checking those out. It means a lot to us. Um, First off, we're just going to dive right in. Number one has got to be Monday Night Football, an incredible showing Ravens, Browns put up 90 points together. Uh, We haven't seen a game like this since Rams-Chiefs in 2018 on Monday night, so um, a long time coming. These glasses are absolutely terrible on video. That's bad. They're just reflecting terribly, so got them off. Got them off. As you can see behind me, if you're on YouTube, I have a Leroy Kelly poster, so obviously I am not happy about the outcome. Uh, There are a lot of bright spots to take away. There are also a lot of poor spots. I did an entire recap, review, um, immediate reaction blog uh, that I've been working on for a few hours and it's now up on our site. Um, if you go to our Twitter or Instagram, at DH underscore podcast, um, we have what's called, it's it's essentially just a link in bio. So link in bio, you can get to the YouTube, you can get to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, you can also get to our blog. Uh, so that's where we're putting stuff up all the time. And um That's exactly where this is going to be. But essentially, the Browns' secondary is disastrous. The Browns' special teams kicking, disastrous. Other than that, uh, it's a huge movement forward from what we saw week one to where the Browns lost by over 30 points, uh, only got one touchdown, absolutely got their their doors blown off. So uh, the fact that this almost went into overtime, there are no moral victories. Simple as that. Uh, This makes the AFC race even tighter. So essentially, uh, with the Ravens' victory, you can count the Patriots completely out of the playoff push. Uh, Their only hope was for the Browns to continue to win out. Um, The Browns' chances of winning the AFC North are also now gone. They were very slim to begin with uh, because Pittsburgh still had the Bengals on their radar. Um, But once again, uh, it would have been very difficult for that to come about. So uh a lot of implications in the playoffs in the afc playoff picture the colts stay alive so right now it's going to be looking like it'll be the browns the ravens the colts some sort of mixing of them the dolphins are still trying to make uh throw their name in the hat but they have a very difficult end to their schedule this season so they actually have i believe they're tied for first with the most difficult schedule coming down the stretch in the last five games so it's going to be really tough to, for them to get to double-digit wins uh, in order for them to um, in order for them to be able to make that happen. The Browns are going to end up somewhere around 11. The Ravens are going to end up around 10, uh, maybe nine if they slip and fall. Um, but again, you got to watch out for that. Um, it's not the only thing that Lamar Jackson was slipping on last night. He had a few number twos, if you know what I'm saying. All right, number two, uh, you would. T- <laughs> That was such a bad joke. That was terrible. I don't know how people let me get away with this. Um, Edenburg High School, Texas. We broke... Or not broke this story. But we talked about it uh, almost two weeks ago now. And it was when that high schooler truck-sticked that referee who who ejected him in Texas. Now, that kid was a former Defensive Player of the Year. He was the punter. He was the kicker. And he's also uh, an all-star wrestler. So... He has been uh, removed from any extracurricular activities, at least for the school year. Uh, I don't. I think that should probably be his high school career, but I think he's a senior anyway, so I don't think that matters necessarily. Uh, they put the school on a two-year probation, athletic department, I should say. They put the coach on a one-year probation. I have no idea what that probation entails. Maybe just a higher scrutiny or making sure that they're putting their players through different types of training, but there is a lot of scrutiny in the program because this is not the first time this has happened. Uh, we've seen um, Emmanuel act up before. Now, wasn't really brought to anybody's attention, but last school year, he did the same thing in a soccer match. So he's clearly, at minimum, a three-sport athlete, very athletically gifted. But when you talk about having a short fuse, when it comes to him, he just has no fuse. It's just a spark, boom, gone. So hopefully he's able to turn it around in a collegiate experience. Um, I don't want somebody's life to be defined about what they're doing when they're 17. That's absolutely crazy to me to think about because if I was defined by what I did at 17 and 18, I mean, nobody would listen to me whatsoever. I was so idiotic. And I'm sure that when I'm 37 or 36, looking back on me at 25 and 26, I'm going to say the exact same thing. So it's just kind of growing, becoming a better person constantly. Um, Second offense, very difficult, but hopefully he can get his act together. Number three, uh, Jim Phillips, congratulations. You have now become the new commissioner of the ACC. This is huge, and I'm sure that he... It's extremely well-deserving, first off. So he was the Northwestern Athletic Director. He came very well-recommended from Big Ten other athletic directors. He led a lot of renovations, new builds at Northwestern. He's clearly overshaping a larger culture change at Northwestern. I mean, look at the football team. If you even just look at the number of wins from 2017 alone to 2020, it's astronomical. That's bringing in the right coaches that can recruit different players that want to be at that highest level, that want to compete like they are this weekend for a Big Ten championship. Um, He was actually in the running for the new Big Ten commissioner in June, before they selected Kevin Warren, and it looks like the Big Ten is massively regretting that decision because Kevin Warren is an absolute idiot. So stupid. Uh, They brought him over from the NFL, and it's clear that there's a few things that are lost in translation. Um, Kevin Warren has made an absolute mockery of the Big Ten, uh, and I'd be really surprised if he makes it a few years. The only way that he does make it more than just this football season is simply because nobody really talks about commissioners of leagues unless it's during a a crazy scandal or a pandemic. And so the ACC is going through a change. They selected Jim Phillips, and he's going to be leading the ACC from now on. So that's going to be taking effect next month. And what we'll see there is we'll see a lot of... um, you may even see other Big Ten guys moving over. That could be an administrative shift. I don't know exactly how that works. Uh, I'm really excited to see how that plays out because if they start to pick off Big Ten people, then the, the Big Ten themselves might have a couple new decisions to make as well. All right, number four, uh, Sam Darnold. He says that he wants to be, quote, jet for life. Well, let me tell you this one. It's not his decision anymore. Um, he is still, this is his, he was in, he was in the Baker Lamar draft class. Um, this is still his kind of, what are, what are the word I want to use? It's, it's his contract year. So he's not playing good by any stretch of the means for a con- contract year. Now he's most likely going to be out because of his pace of play. But the Jets are also most likely going to be cleaning house on the administrative side. They've already fired Greg Williams. Shout out Dr. Heat. There's a 100% chance Adam Gase is next. And then after that, I don't even know who their GM is, but his head should be rolling as well for bringing in Adam Gase and Greg Williams. And then at that point, that entire new power structure, they're going to be getting a new quarterback. And at this point, they should be continuing the tank so they can get Trevor Lawrence. But... Sam Darnold saying it's it's twofold. One, you have to say that. What is he going to say? I want out of this dumpster fire. Everybody knows it. Everybody knows that he wants out. Just like everybody knows that Lamar Jackson pooped his pants last night. Everybody knows it. But you can't say that when you're in the press conference. You have to just play it by the book. Say, yep, I love this team. I want to be a Jet for life. I love this city. I love these fans. And you might love the city. You might love the fans. But let me tell you what. You don't want to be a Jet for life. You don't. You want to go to a competent organization with a competent structure of coaching that can allow you to play to the best of your abilities. It's crazy. And I can't believe that, I mean, obviously he's going to say this, but we all know it's not true. And frankly, Trevor Lawrence hopes it is true so that at that point in time, he does not go to the Jets, which if they continue the tank, you bet your ass he'll be going there. Or... He could just pull in Eli Manning and say, I'm not playing. Deal with it your own way. Whatever. Definitely a possibility there as well. Huge possibility. All right, number five, LiAngelo Ball. Waved. Waved by the Pistons. He, the news left as quickly as it came. I mean, he was, I think, on the roster for about three days. But this is not unusual for NBA programs to do this. You bring in fringe guys to see... One, do they fit with the culture? Two, do they fit with what we're building? Three, can they mesh with the already existing players that aren't going anywhere? Can they mesh with the Blake Griffins? Um, Do they work with the culture? He wasn't the only one that got waived. There were four guys that got waived. I mean, it's simply a part of the business. And of course, LeVar Ball went off, but also at the same point in time, nobody really gives a shit. He gets the clicks, he gets the clickbait, but nobody actually cares about him. I mean, just look at the big baller brand shoes, and look at the hundreds and hundreds of players they're bringing in, because that's a joke. They're not bringing in anybody under the fold. The shoe sales sucked, because apart from just clickbaiting and a couple tweets, they provide, or not they, because the ball family themselves, especially LaMelo, especially um, Lonzo, they provide a lot to the NBA. Lavar provides nothing but clickbait. That's it. And if you can't see through that already, there's nothing I can do to show you. Whether it's threatening MJ, wanting them, at, but yet somehow wanting all of his player or all of his sons to play together in Charlotte, to you know, saying that the Pistons are going to regret the day that they let Le'Angelo go. No, they're not, because he is the worst ball brother. He's the worst one out of them all. Can't. Blame the Pistons. They made the right decision. But are we even going to talk about these other three players that got waived? No, no, we're not. So there you go. There's your top five for the day. Uh, we will see you back tomorrow. It's going to be a good one, folks. Uh, I want to make sure that you know where to find us at DH underscore podcast. Uh, if I new video editing skills, I'm trying to take videos to learn or trying to watch videos to learn more about how to like put things in here. Um, so that you can just click a hyperlink and get that done. So, all right, everybody, we'll catch you tomorrow. Find this anywhere. Uh, Listen to our full episodes. Interact with us on Twitter. We're always accepting new guests. If somebody wants to come on the pod, we're more than happy to have them on. If they'd rather come on one of these daily segments, that's great, too. It's great, too. All right, everybody, take care. We'll catch up soon.